Hi, welcome to another episode of The Lord's Delight. Today, as the series continues on sleep, we'll be talking about the incident where Jesus slept on the boat. This incident is described uh, in two places in the Bible, one in Mark and one time in Matthew. The context here is the disciples are sailing with Jesus and um, the Bible describes this as a squall or a storm that came over where the water was sweeping over the boat completely. So this was no little toss up. The water was like, you know, completely sweeping over the boat and Jesus was sleeping by the stern, like, you know, which is the back part of the boat. You can read this in Matthew chapter 8 verses 23 to 26, 27 and also in Mark chapter 4 verses 20, oh no sorry, 36 to 38. Mark 4, 38 really captured my interest because there the disciples are like you know crying out to Jesus, waking him up, asking him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Underlying to that is the astonished fact that we are going through such a storm. How can you sleep so calmly and peacefully? Like, are you not worried about what is going to happen? Are you not anxious? And that's the, like, you know, captivating part because Jesus has such faith, like he's, God and he understands what's going to happen next and he knows because he has the power but he expects the disciples I believe to trust him this is also a testing situation the disciples have seen Jesus do so many miracles but right before this incident in Matthew he talks about the cost of following him so I guess if we interpret it to our situations, when the storm comes, we know he's there, but we are worried that he's asleep in our lives and he doesn't care what's going to happen next. That is a really funny part because if we acknowledge his sovereignty, then and if we really trust him, we cannot be anxious or worried. These two are mutually exclusive they can't happen at the same time we acknowledging that he's sovereign and trusting him but still worrying and being anxious about what we are going through yes of course we will have all different kinds of feelings and emotions as we go through ups and downs or really trying situations but instead of complaining or asking him don't you see what is happening or don't you care like I think at times it helps to be open to him and tell him, hey, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling disappointed, I'm feeling uh, not seen, but I know you are there. I think to get to that point of maturity, it takes uh, walking with him closely and being rooted in his word. The response of Christ to crying out of the disciples is, he asks two questions. One is he's asking them why they are so afraid and two, do you still have no faith? So the first thing is about fear. So when I look back at circumstances in my life when I'm like really afraid, um, let's think about it. I guess it would be the first time I was driving on a highway or like, you know, after I have learned and I got my license, I bought a new car. So driving on I-35 
or with the other cars in the lane following all the rules that freaked me out i was really terrified but why was i terrified one i was not trusting or like i knew my skill set so i was not sure if i could trust myself with the car in the traffic so i think fear takes root when we are not able to trust whoever has the driving wheel right so if christ has like so to say he was driving my life he is the driver of my life i shouldn't be having fear because he is the master like he knows when my life is even going to end and how he has my days numbered and he knows what they are so if i still i'm afraid after giving him the wheel it only points to two things one i'm not able to trust him fully or the fact that i am probably trying to take the wheel from him trying to go in the direction i think it would work i think i think those both would end disastrous so the second question he asks is do you still have no faith to me this still signifies that they have traveled with him they have stayed with him they have been on this journey with him and they have observed him from like you know really close um and they have a perspective which we probably all would like to have but we don't and they lived with him day in and out and still they did not have faith in him so if i claim to be a christ follower who's ardently following him to be christ like and if i am in the same situation where he can question me hey do you still not have faith in me how does that reflect on my journey until this point where i am claiming to be his follower i just want to leave you guys with this even though it might feel like or look like you are going through a storm where jesus is yeah he is around but he is comfortable sleeping it is it doesn't represent the whole picture because he is a god as we seen in the past two episodes also he knows me he is a all seeing god even hagar named him elrohi because of that he sees my heart he knows my intentions and motives that even i might not be able to delineate he knows the words in my mouth before they are formed so such a god if he is quiet and calm there is a purpose so if you are afraid if you think that like you know your faith is failing go to him tell him that he is a god who is open to hearing our true feelings and he is not one to like you know break off a bruised reed or someone who quenches a flickering flame he loves when we are vulnerable and open with him he loves that integrity when our inside matches what we say on the outside so i hope this encourages somebody out there today and i'll see you guys in one more episode next week and don't forget to check out the blog the lotsdelight.com blog okay then see you later bye